Welcome to Danger Dames, an expansive tale of adventures in the apocalypse. Test your mettle as you join three women surviving the maelstrom. Bodhi gives the like the command, hey, we're going back to the apple she tree. Does, yeah. I knew that Kira was special to Tira, and so I'm going to get her ashes. Would you mind if I rode along with you? She goes along with you. She takes the like little jar of ashes from you and tucks it in her saddlebag. I'm imagining that we pick up we talked a little bit, Bodhi, about how far away Apple Tree is, but we didn't set like a specific difference. And we don't need you know, it, mileage. We yeah, don't need yeah. yeah. But it's it's worth thinking, is this a month's travel? Is this a few weeks travel? I would think it is like within like like five days to a week. Like okay. I said, she's you know, the little bands of women aren't traveling like super far out unless it's like specifically they're going on like a road trip, right? right? Sure. And so, well, we'd probably be a little bit slower because we've got these extra people. And we were, well, we were talking about um, what they were doing at the still was like just partying, throwing down. Like that's not people who are like prepared to travel super far from no. where they're like originating from. And you're all traveling by motorcycles, and they're like big delivery trucks. So yeah. presumably, I mean, you're gonna have to make some stops along the way. Oh yeah. To gas up. So whatever, I'm in, whatever the magical gas is they're finding. Yeah. The, <laughs> oh god. This, that's in the book. It's addressed. The fact that uh actual like the gasoline we use would be pretty much useless after I think it's like five or six years. Mm-hmm. So he says if that really bothers you, you can just assume it's all ethanol. And yeah. that the uh, that's how you're running your cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like what, like in corn whiskey? Sounds or, about right. Or just get over it. Take a, sip, a, take a sip, pour game. some in the car, take a sip, pour some in the car. Yeah, so we are on magical motorcycles going back to Apple Tree. Um, like I said, five to seven days. And like, yeah, I would imagine they would stop for like weird fog or like the stop overnight because they're not going to like ride their bikes and this like weird busted up, fucked up road. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that is, uh, I imagine it really is like a big interstate that's mostly overgrown and anywhere where there's a bridge is kind of collapsed and fallen out, but you're able to essentially follow this road. So you make your way kind of out of the tallest of the trees and down to this like stretch of yeah, like what she said, like say, highway, 40, yeah. right? There's right. plenty of car. There's plenty of car, like just abandoned cars that are like overgrown. Most of them have probably been picked over before. And you guys head off. The big thing I'm thinking, this is my first question for you guys, is what's the what's the nearest sort of hold, right? What's the biggest place? Where would you stop? If you, you got to get gas, you got to stop somewhere after maybe if we're generous two days of travel. <laughs> I like the idea of if everywhere is named after like trees and various simple and the timbers, then maybe the biggest place is the grove. So meaning like the grove of trees and everything kind of connects off of it. I'm not mad at the grove. The grove? It just cracks me up that everything in East Tennessee is called the something. Yeah. So we're rolling with it. Yeah. I'm not mad. <laughs> so um, I'm picturing maybe coming down out of coming down sort of out of the mountains a little bit. Uh, there is this place, I guess, called the Grove that's sort of a uh, cleared out. I mean, I'm imagining like a pretty big hold, right? For whatever reason, these people have managed to get gasoline and buildings and and like fortifying structure in some way. So it can't be, it's not the still. It's not a teeny tiny middle of nowhere place. Is it Dollywood? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Like, would that still be around? (laughs) Maybe, yeah, maybe it is. They've taken sort of the... They've taken sort of an old theme park that's uh, been abandoned and they've like fortified it. So as you pull up, you know, it's got sort of the sign and all of the like lettering off the sign has like just decayed and kind of fallen in. But you see that kind of the big post where the sign would sit over the gate. Mm -hmm. But then it's like steel reinforced walls that close in around like just out from there. So they put up like big metal plates and riveted them in. Yeah. So that like the whole gang is like traveled down um, this deep switchback. So, of course, they would have seen them coming, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, something good for us to do now is to go around and decide how much barter we've spent since the last time we met and uh, what kind of lifestyle you have paid to live in. So if you remember, you can spend zero because you have to pay. Somebody has to pay for you to eat and live. So you can spend one to live like the same as everybody else. You can spend two to live much better than everybody else, or you can spend zero and we can figure out who paid for you to exist. Yeah. Well, I think for the priestesses, it's one. I mean, they're just, they're maintaining, like they're getting, like I said, it's all about maintaining the bikes, right? Mm -hmm. And making sure that everybody has enough to subsist. Yeah. And then they're stealing whatever they can out of the back of that truck if they still have um, (laughs) moonshine. (laughs) Um, Snow would definitely just spend one. I mean, theoretically, because I've saved these people, I would probably be like, you owe me. But they literally just lost everything. So she's not going to sure. She's not gonna look for barter from I them. I also in robbed the blonde. Yeah, they're like three points. <laughs> but yeah, so I spend one. I also Perfect. spend one just for lack of that I don't have two. What? <laughs> because you don't have any. Because I went she hard. Spend it, spend it till it squeaks. Yeah. You don't have to spend any. No, that's not how I live my life. Well, I was going to say, you don't have to spend any. Somebody just has to spend it for you. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, when I say somebody, I don't mean it, one of the players. Right. Mm. Somebody in the fiction of the game has to pay for you to live. Maybe Tira loves me. No. <laughs> well, I mean, do you guys want to play that out? Um, or do you want to just spend your one barter? I do. So I'll spend my one, one barter. Okay. I do want to make a hypnotic roll on her because I do want her to owe me something later on. Just okay. in case I want to cash that in. So yeah, you, you guys have been sort of picking your way down this interstate you, you've probably gotten stopped by the fog a few times but it's not like rarely is it an all day we can't travel we're locked in mm-hmm. and so it takes a couple days you make it to this place called the grove who who's in charge of the grove oh well, i don't know jacob who the fuck's in charge of the grove <laughs> uh let's see i want it to be a woman so we'll think okay. about it. Maybe a better way to backtrack. Dolly. <laughs> Is it Dolly? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's perfectly Jolene. fair to say Jolene. Fucking Jolene's in Jolene. charge of it. Bodhi for sure has been to the Grove before. All right. Has everybody else? Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Is that why you're like hunkered behind Tara, like hiding, hiding. your face? Tucking the monkey under your spawn cloak or whatever. Yeah. So my luxurious cloak. What are you talking about? Your luxurious flapping coat. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. So I think Jolene is in charge of this abandoned um, the uh, Doe Woods. Yeah, over the Grove. Um, and you said it's fairly large. Yeah, it's um, it, it's probably a settlement of maybe sixty. 75 I think people. it's very frontier town too, right? Because that was their whole oh, shtick. Yeah. And so like yeah. they're very like rustic and rural and like kind of like the banjo bears from like Disney World where it's like, yuck, yuck, mm-hmm. you know, lots of overalls, you know, because that's the lifestyle they embrace there. Uh, as you approach, you see that the like where the main gate, you know, not the main gate, but basically where the, the, the big entrance. sign is, mm-hmm. they have pulled a couple of like security vehicles are like parked right in front of it. And there are... Um, a couple of guys watching out from behind the vehicles, like watching out towards the road as you all roll yeah. up with, uh, and just a reminder, it's, so it's the the three of you, the 14 remaining priestesses and Newton, Rum, and then three other survivors from the still. Mm. Okay. Um, so we roll up um, because we're coming, you know, we're not trying to like attack anybody or anything. So we're trying to come with like arms open kind of thing. So we roll up and stop at the um, security trucks and I would say, uh, tell her we're here. So one of the guys looks at you. Is this is this somebody who you've seen before? Or is this a yeah? I mean, if we're gonna, yeah, write the fiction that like this is our road. This is the what we usually travel. Yeah. So he would know the priestesses. Like they're pretty. Like so they're pretty obvious. Like like I said, lots of 
the woad blue tattoos, the red hair. Um, Bodhi, her only tattoo is um, a neck tattoo where it's a circle in the center with like crescents spreading out from it, kind of like the moon symbols. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very, um, they'd be very familiar with that. Yeah. So you recognize uh, one of the guys is named Harridan. Uh, he's, he's sort of a, a larger kind of lanky guy. So sort of a super overgrown long beard. And he's wearing like three quarters of a suit of like not even riot gear, just security gear, right? You know, in case they had like some problem and they needed people there. But it's ill-fitting. It's like way too big for him. And he kind of leans out from behind one of the cars and he says, look, Bodie, I know that you're probably just trying to get gas or whatever. He's like, but we're like on total lockdown. What's going on? It's like, well, there's a lot of stuff happening out in the woods back the way you came. And uh, we, we've received some messages and stuff. And so I, I'm sure that you mean well, but you guys should probably just keep on going. All right. This is where I'm going to come in and exert my princess will. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be like, look, sounds like time to roll. this is what I'm here for. You have problems. You need to let me in and help. Yeah, Harridan uh, kind of looks at you, and then he looks at her, and then he looks at you, and he's like, this is kind of above my pay grade, guys. Yeah. I, really, you probably should just keep on moving. I'm sure that there are some other settlements that would be willing to take you in. We know what you're talking about. Tell Jolene I brought the snow. She's like presenting herself and trying to exert her will. I have a positive history, so that my whole thing is like, she's a fucking snow. Let us in. Would be my help. So if you want to roll it. Yeah, let me do. I don't, and I add the help. So um, change the dynamic. Yeah, so what I want to do is I want to step up and I want to be like, yeah. no, you need to let me in. Perfect. This is what I'm here for. And I'm like, tell Jolene I brought a fucking snow. I almost wonder, though, hey, you need to let me in. This is what I'm fucking here for. It sounds be? more to me like going aggro. You're okay. saying, hey, do what I want you to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to let you tell me what to do. I'm, I'm trying to work um, on that. You can, <laughs> Bodhi, you, you can still uh, help if you want to. Yeah. In which case, so hold off on your roll for a second. Snow, you're going to roll your history with Snow, and then you'll get to add. Okay, and so roll plus history. Is that three die then? If it's no, so you, you roll your two, oh, yeah, you roll your 2d6. Mm. All of the rolls in the game are 2d6, and, and you're just going to add the value of your history. Okay. Help or interfere with someone. Good roll, good roll. We'll see. Six, nine. Nine, yep. So in a nine, I think you get to give her a plus one yes, on her roll. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So now you're rolling your stat plus one. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine, okay. So on a seven and nine, I can choose one of the above or one of the following. So I get to choose from, force your hand to suck it up, cave and do what you want, get the hell out of your way, barricade themselves securely in, give something they think you want or tell you what you want to hear, back off calmly, hands where, they can, hands where you can see. I choose one or you choose one? I choose one. Okay, <laughs> that's what I figured. <laughs> they is always Jacob. Yeah, it's the royal they. Oh, um, get the hell out of my. Way. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> whisper, whisper. He. So you kind of step up a little threateningly. You're like, "Hey, let me in. This is what I'm here to do." And Harridan looks at the other guy and he says, "You keep an eye on them." And he turns and he starts. He runs into the grove. So but it's I, only the one other guy, right? Right. Well, there's a bunch of other people here, but yeah, there are two guys in charge of the, the gate's a strong word, but in charge of the two vehicles that sort of smash together. We yeah, can manage the other one. I feel pretty confident. Yeah, he's getting the bus. I'm going to waltz up to that one. Ugh. <laughs> it was you this so time. <laughs> he's, on the, he's on the backside of this thing, so waltzing up to him, or do you mean just like walk up within speaking do distance? Do it. Do the slinky come on. Speaking just distance. a rabbit walk. Absolutely. Do it. I'm yeah. going to get off the coat. Get off the coat. The magical <laughs> coat that you rode to the grove. You get off of it. I can show you the world. <laughs> oh, can I, though? the best thing about this whole fucking thing. <laughs> okay. I do get off of the bike, kind of whisking my coat behind me, you know, looking great. Do you smack Tara in the face with it? No. Mm, okay. We like each other now. 
we've gotten there. Um, but I do come up to this guy. I come up to the gate and I'm like, don't you want to let us in though? He he just stares at you for a moment. <laughs> He's He just told me I should probably wait a minute. I think it'll be all right if you guys like just wait out here or oh yeah. Do the guy looks like super nervous. He's like, if you just or you can leave, whatever you got to do. And he's like, the whole time he's sort of keeping his eye on Snow. Like he's trying to like focus on you, but at the quarter of his eye, he's like just hoping that lady doesn't hit him with something. I just stand there. Yeah, I'm nudging Foster. I'm like making like faces. I'm like, oh, so pretty. Yeah. Do you always do what you're told? (laughs) (laughs) he uh that's basically his reaction he sort of um laughs a little bit to himself and he's like you know you know what if you just if you just wait around i'm sure we'll get this settled and you can come in it's not gonna be a big deal you just wait a moment i just you know i could get in a lot of trouble if i just start moving things i i'm not good at waiting i don't think that i caught your name by the way oh yeah yeah uh he kind of he rummages around for the sheet of paper he has. He says, I'm Corbett. Who are you? And he kind of like, he has a gun in his hands, but he kind of like casual, not even like clumsily sort of drops it to the side to like extend his hand to you for a handshake. And he kind of takes it back a little bit. And he goes, yeah, like he commits to it. Hey, Corbett, my name's Aether. My, what a big gun you have. <laughs> He's like, oh, this this is just, uh, well, these are kind of standard issue. It's, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you know your way around it. He uh, And at this point, he's like completely distracted by the conversation with you. So uh, how about you let me end and you show me how you work that? Um, you could try to seduce or manipulate. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I would like him to let us in. <laughs> that is what I would love. Yeah. Tell them I what would... you want them to do. Give them a reason. So what's the reason that he should let you in? Oh. I'm going to give him a good time. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, yep. <laughs> roll plus hot. Uh, I suddenly feel like I'm in on something. <laughs> I shouldn't be lot. here for. I love it. I love it. No, yeah. The, the, all Nine. the princesses are just cro- arms crossed over their chest, just laughing their asses yeah, off. Yeah. Foster even kind of looks at you one point. And she's like, is this really like worth it? Like, Couldn't we just kind of hit the road? But Kind of in now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you probably know. Well, I'm... Is Bodhi the kind of leader that she knows you guys are like pretty low on gas or is it more of like a free form? Everybody's doing their own thing. Um, no, we need to make this stop because we need to gas up and yeah. we need to um, get some more food and things like that. Like we are running on bare minimum. Cause yeah. remember we left the other place um, picked over. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we didn't really have a lot to bring with yeah. us. <laughs> so yeah, like, and like I, um, like I said, we're a little wild. Like I'm not above the chaos that she is trying to sow right now. So, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So we're going to do it. Well, and I'm in. in. I'm, I'm engaged. Well, like, and they then, need help. This is what I'm doing. And now. I've backed Snow's play. So yeah. I'm okay with that, especially since they're on lockdown. Um, Bodhi knows the trouble's following them, and not, I don't want to bring it home with me. Yeah. So we got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Well, and so, and Foster's a little bit more loose, right? Foster doesn't care so much about, she cares about the well being of the gang, but she's not like a resource manager. And no, so no, she's no. like, you know, she's like, I'll do it. Why don't we just get the fuck out of this place? What's, this isn't worth it. But she's not, I mean, she is super loyal. She's not fighting you on anything. But she's like, man, maybe this isn't worth the amount of time we're spending on it. Right. Um, you got a nine? Yeah. So I'm actually choose one. If they go along with you, they mark experience. No, that's for PCs. So, On a seven to nine, they'll go along with you, but they need some concrete assurance, cooperation, or evidence first. Do it. 
do it. So um, you kind of lean into him. You're like, hey, why don't you just let me in? Tell me more about this thing. And he's like, you know, he kind of looks behind him as if he's like looking for Herodin to come back. And he's like, I could get in a lot of trouble if I move this stuff out of the way for even just one of you. I'll be here to support you through that. He says, I, I hear you, but seriously, it's like big trouble. He even like kind of moves. He's like big trouble. Moves his hands apart. Big trouble. Well, I know something else that's big, and I think you'd rather do that. So, so as opposed to continuing down this <laughs> avenue of, of coyly going back and forth, oh Corbin needs some concrete assurance or evidence that the good time you promised him is forthcoming. So you need to do something that says, hey, this is definitely going to happen. Saying it's going to happen isn't the same as providing I'm not, reassurance. I am going to actually like lean in, take off my coat, and be like, let's go now. So, yeah, as you're kind of revealing some skin. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Corbett says, he says, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I can move one. So it's, it, I'm imagining it's two delivery vans that are sort of been backed up together. So there's like a little bit of space on either side of them, not like fully, but you can kind of see over the hoods of them out. And so he says, look, I, I can move one of them, but you guys like, don't, don't rev the bikes up as you come in here. Like they're going to be r- really mad. And he, um, he, he starts one of the car, one of the delivery vans and drives it for like basically just enough space for everybody to squeeze in single file. He, he steps out. And comes around. Uh, are you the first through the gate? Like, oh, are you getting in the van with him? Oh, and I'll say, let me help you with that. Well, the vans have been, they've been like welded shut from the outside. So the outside doors don't open. And they put up things on the, yeah. So you couldn't get in the van from your side of the van. You'd have to get Mm. it from his side. Okay. So I'll walk in and then come around to his side and help him with it. Yeah. So he has has set his gun down. Like he's not even holding anymore. He's like set it down beside the van. And he's like watching you guys come in dumbfounded, sort of like just staring at you. Do you say anything to him when you walk through the gate or are you just standing there? Thanks for your assistance. He um he blushes and he's like oh, oh no 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 problem he says you know and I've got um I've got some extra uh, I've got some extra credits you know I've got some extra coins uh if you guys are gonna be around for a little while Aether. oh Aether. absolutely I would think now I don't know that I want you to exactly explain what happens but I think that we have a good time in the yeah. back of the delivery van. And oh. I would okay, like as to all use... this is happening, like the priestesses are just rolling through with the <laughs> yes. uh, truck, yeah. and so they're kind of sneaking in here. No, I'm not sneaking in. I am the having gate is open, like yes. we're just kind of rolling through. Yeah, and I'm having this moment with him. I would, that being said, like to use my sex move because I do think that that is what happens. Yeah, so we haven't talked too much about yeah, special moves. Every playbook has a special move. A lot of them are intentionally keyed to trigger off of PC PC uh, relationships, and they're not literally sex moves. Right. A lot of them are like um, like just intimacy. A lot of them are explicitly sex moves, but some of them are not. Mine specifically. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I was like, I don't know what the playbook that is, but mine's like when you fuck somebody, this is what yeah. happens. Yeah. But yes. they're not all that way. Some of them are just like they're just based around intimacy. It, so read me your sex movie. If you and another character have sex, choose one. You take plus one forward, and so do they. You take plus one forward, they take minus one. They must give you a gift worth at least one barter. You can hypnotize them as though you'd rolled ten, even if you haven't had the chance to get the move. Okay, so I think you have a move that's called hypnotize, right? I do. I took it so, in the beginning. It, so it says if you, when you have sex with a character, you can do these things. Okay. Yes. I'm going to let you look over that list. So you, you kind of pull uh, Corbett. You, Corbett. You pull Corbett to the side and um, you're like chatting him up as the as Snow and the priestesses sort of roll in through this like, I mean, it literally, it's wide enough basically for each of you to get through one yeah, at a time. Yeah, I figured. Right? Yeah. Um, as you roll in to the, to the grove. And so as you come in, you notice that it's basically, I mean, it's kind of what you would imagine. Like the main strip is these old uh, buildings that used to be you, what you'd imagine 
if you've been to Dollywood, they have those like fake downtowns, right? Yeah. With these like old Western style buildings and like the little street lights through there. Of course, the street lights don't work, but some of them have been refitted with um, lanterns. Uh, the buildings, most of them, especially closer to the the main gate, have like fallen down. But some of them, uh, the further you get back, have been like reinforced and, and built up. Um, and there is a you can see even from where you're at that there are a lot of uh, like big tents like structured back like back uh, towards where like the carnival like the park rides and stuff are, which you guys you especially both you know from you know being through here several times that's sort of where most of the stuff is some people live out this way particularly like people who are in charge of security but most people live sort of back deeper in sure i imagine um, like where they have like the water supplies and stuff that's where they have like farming mm-hmm. and all that I you also know that there's uh there's power here like they have generators so as long as they have gas they have generator or they have power um but the further out you get from sort of the central stuff the less you know they haven't bothered hooking up power for all of these places because it's a lot of work sure i would like to say that you know as they were coming in i kind of look to snow and we get her Oh, okay. okay. I'm dying laughing. Okay, uh, so I look me, at Foster so. and I'm like, I forgot how useful she was as we like roll through. <laughs> Foster kind of like smirks, like almost not quite, not quite that she like openly disagrees with you, but she, this is not the way she would have handled that problem, right? She would have grabbed a cord by the skull and smashed his head into the car right. until he stopped breathing and walked through. Yeah, so. no, she's just like shaking her head ruefully, like, yeah. okay, she's right. like, whatever. If that's the way you want to solve problems, I would like to do the okay. hypnotic move for my sex move. Okay, you want to read us that move as well because I don't know it. Yeah, so on a ten and up, which is what you automatically get for sex, hold three. So giving you, giving you something you want, acting as your eyes or ears. Fighting to protect you, doing something you tell them to, and for NPCs, while you hold, while you have hold over them, they can't act against you. Okay, and I can use that at will at right. any time. So I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need you to be responsible for remembering to use that hold to get yeah. Corbin to do stuff. Okay, cool. Okay, um, yeah. So you guys come in. Is there anywhere in like particularly you head right off the bat, or are you just sort of? I imagine we just go as far as the like the initial facade goes and like just stop there because we're not trying to we're not trying to be aggressive with it in the sense of like we're trying to take over or like yeah you know get her pissed off but we're trying to be like we're here yeah i was know? a little conflicted about coming in at all so yeah i mean i guess i'll follow in because i don't want to <laughs> yeah. find myself outside, if you, i but, mean yeah um i'm assuming they close things back up behind us corbett does not he's immediately pulled aside is there by... anybody else at the gate no um if you wait a few minutes, I was going to say, so if you guys are just hanging out, uh, you know, it's maybe three or four minutes later that uh, Harriden comes back and he's like, the f- what the fuck is going on? And he's like, what? And he, he walks up to you and he's like, what did you do with uh, what did you do with that other fucking guy? Uh, he was busy and then the gates fell open. It fell open. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, hey. Just stay right here, and he like All he the runs over, are, like laughing hysterically <laughs> and like uh, high fiving and like. It's, it's I was guarding mess. the gate then okay. up until this moment. Yeah, he he runs over, and as he does, like his his like this armor he's wearing is like so loose on him, you can hear it like jingle oh, yeah. as he uh, and he gets in the van, and he like turns it on, and he's like, just make sure, like, just, and he backs it up like and closes the thing. <laughs> um, is and, it the van they're in? <laughs> It is. It has Aww. to be, right? Because the other one isn't moved. Yeah. Poor Harriden. So Where's like, the monkey? I don't know. It seems a weird detail. I don't think we like... want to know. <laughs> it's in the pocket <laughs> of her coat. It might, <laughs> might get involved, you know? Ew. might be a little hairy. Ew. All right. Ew. So he, he backs it up, and uh, he kind of, he like, he basically falls out of the van, and he's like, well, <sighs> Jolene will be here in a few minutes. Uh, she told me to keep you out, uh, and then she would talk to you when she got here, so I guess... Uh, uh, welcome to the Grove. And he like he turns back around and like walks to his post, and he's like, "Why the fuck is this gun here?" And like he kicks the van. You're he's welcome. like, "I was gone for one minute." <laughs> You're welcome. 
I love it. All right, so um, I'm gonna wait for Jolene. Yeah, yeah. So we're just basically like, like, so we're parking the I'm bikes, kind of circling them around, and like, le- I tell the guys to like stay in the truck. This is not, you know, this is gonna take forever. Mm-hmm. It's it is probably like a good twenty ish minutes later, right? Um, so a, a sort of short woman, she's wearing like. Kind of what you would imagine. She's wearing like, uh, she has cowboy boots that are sort of worn through. Um, she's got blue jeans and I'm imagining, yeah. <laughs> and I'm imagining basically like an old Western shirt, the ones with like little opal uh, snaps on it. She even has a cowboy hat on. Um, she's short. She's probably, I don't know, maybe like five foot four, five foot five. She's not very tall. Um, and she, uh, she and she has a few people behind her walks up to you and, and she I'm assuming so I'm assuming that you know her uh, yes. do you feel like Snow or do you have a relationship with I don't feel like I would okay. no so, in fact I'm going to be very annoyed that she barred a princess in the first place and I'm going to let her know that it's a bad oh, oh. habit to bar princesses from your establishments how dare you um, she says well I see y'all made your way in and um, she looks at Harridan and he's like he just kind of averts his gaze <laughs> <laughs> And turns back around and like stares off at the thing, and she says, "So, uh, what what can we help you with?" We're good friends, Jolene. You know what I need? She says, "Look, food and gas." Says, "Yeah, well, what do you need?" She says, "Well, all of those things are." Uh, and she kind of looks at the two of you. Is I'm assuming that Aether is still in the back of a van. <laughs> yes, it's like rocking. <laughs> We're well, all just trying to ignore what's happening. I'm by not, by like, no means is she a quick time. She's okay. gonna take wow. Her, <laughs> she's okay. gonna take her time with so. Her. Um, so, so Jolene kind of like sizes you all up and like looks at the, you know, the truck behind you guys and is like, we, we we definitely don't have enough gas and food for all of you. When has that ever been the case? What's going on with you? Well, um, she says, why don't, why don't you, why don't you two just come with me? And, uh, that would be a good idea. And so, uh, I'm assuming you don't have a problem following with her. No, absolutely not. I mean, like, I'm like, Jolene, we're friends. What's going on? Uh, as you walk through the, um, so she she takes you back into the like into the actual community itself, and as you walk through, you notice that there are a lot of like, so they have some like kind of big, almost like campaigner tents like set up, which are like housing or like mess hall kind of things. Sure. But there's also a lot of like smaller, they almost look like handmade tents that you don't remember from the last time you're here that have been like just propped up all around. Um, and you see a lot of people like a lot of like just kind of typically so. Jolene runs a pretty regimented crew, right? They're basically like a small militia, essentially, uh, that's like supposed to handle this place. But you notice there are a lot of people that you've never seen here before, um, like just kind of milling about in like different park attractions and stuff as you're walking through this place. She eventually takes you up to, I'm imagining one of those like the big plunge rides, mm-hmm. right? So she takes you, you guys walk up to, um, you know, she gets out a key and unlocks it. She like walks up to the top and you see that there's like a long range rifle is like sitting up here and there are a couple of like pairs of binoculars and um, there's a guy sitting up here with like a little notebook writing stuff down and she sort of points you off in a direction. It's like basically back from where you came and you just see like four or five massive like just fires coming up over the uh, trees. And she says, uh, all of these people are coming here. And so, I mean, we're we're tapped. Didn't they tell you at the gate? There wasn't a lot of information from the boys at the gate. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, I would quickly explain to her our interlude with Ula and uh, all the threat that she provides, right? 
And I'm like, is that what these folks are telling you? Same well, crew? Uh, most of them don't even know what happened. They say the, the fog rolled in like it always does. And next thing they know, you know, half of their friends and family are gone or dead. And they took off running. So most of these people, most of these people I'm having to provide food for, having to provide equipment for, having to house them. Right. Like we're, we're just at capacity. We've already sent away two caravans this morning. Well, hell, Jolene. I mean, I can't believe you took all these people in. This is wild. Yeah. Like, look, pretty soon they're going to have to go, I think. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just not going to work out. Have they mentioned anything about whistles or clicks Oof. in the fog? So I don't I don't talk to any of them. She says, uh, I need to talk to some people. Yeah, she says, uh, I'm sure you could go carouse some of them. Um, she says, you know, some people in charge. She gives you the name of sort of her, like, uh, you know, from the pattern Captain of the fires, arms. though. Yeah, but from the pattern of the fires, though, they're heading this way, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the fires are sort of spread out back from where you came. So probably it looks like maybe a day or so travels the closest one. But where you see the closest one, there are like, there are there's a fire that's kind of directly in your path, and there's another fire maybe a few hundred yards away from that one. So there's like sort of two fires. The way we're going, or the way we've come. From? The way you've come from, um, and then back from that, like at you know irregular intervals, there are a couple more fires. Sure, it's the Satan Bear Woman. Um, should we? Read, but you're not there. Um, <laughs> should we read a sitch for that? You probably can. Let me make sure. Well, we, you, you, tell me what you're trying, trying to figure to think, out. Well, I'm trying to figure out if if yeah, if this is Ula. Basically, because if it is Ula, then we've got a bigger problem than we thought. Yeah, it's got to be, though, right? Like, who else is, like, burning shit and yeah. collecting folks? And we have to murder. We should have murdered her last time. We couldn't. We were in the middle of a well, fucking, like, everybody. Like, I have faith th- There in was you. no murdering anyone in that field. I have faith. Um, but if, it, like I said, if this is Ula, then we've got a bigger problem. And, like, we can't run away from this. Like, and this, 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 uh, the Grove can't run away from this. Like, They'll be next. Like, is this your Alamo speech? Yeah. Like, All right. Is this what is this what Snow says? Yeah. Out like, loud. Yeah. I, if this is if this is Ula, we have a bigger problem than we thought. She says, uh, "I don't know who this Ula person is, but we've been attacked before, and we've been all right." She says, "If you if you want to know some more information, you should probably go talk to Preen. She she's in charge of the militia, and she's the one that's been sort of in charge of getting these people in and, and spreading them out." All right, well, then I'm going to go find Preen. I'm going to stay and, like, negotiate with Jolene. I'm like, you have to let us stay at least two days. Let's figure this out. Like, I don't know if whoever's setting these fires are out there and if more people are on the road. We won't take anything from you if you'll just let us stay within the gates. Yeah, so, you, so you don't, you're not, not asking for resources or anything. You're no. like, just hang out here. here. Yeah. Okay. Until we figure out yeah. what we're going to do with Preen. You don't have to, um, you don't have to roll anything for okay. that. Jolene says, you know, like, look, we're friends. As long as, as long as you keep uh, your gang of girls in line, you, you can stay here. You're going to have to camp out um closer to the gate though like all of this space is pretty much taken uh yeah i see that yeah okay she turns around and, and heads back down um she tells you where to find preen uh, preen has sort of like her own basically like office area inside what i'm picturing is like they always have the like the big gift shop like the massive gift shop right and then right outside of the gift shop, there's usually like uh, you like walk through the like sprinklers or whatever to like cool you off. And then there's usually some kind of like weird uh, attraction, right? And so I imagine that they, I'm I'm thinking this place had almost like a uh, oh what is it called the the like uh, unbelievable like we have a mermaid person and we have like these you know what I'm talking about Rose believe it or not show? like believe it or Other not place, yeah. yeah it's basically like a Ripley's believe it or not that's uh, like 
been repurposed into Preen's office, okay. essentially. So you walk sort of, and it, it, so it's closer to the exit, but it's not all the way, you know, out by the gate. So you walk, you walk your way back, and you you go inside, and and there are a lot of people. There's there's probably fourteen people in here, and they're armed um they're not like swinging guns around but they have weapons they have guns in their hips and stuff uh and they're a very like republican looking scene in front of me is what i feel like yeah it's like that like whole like rancher jive yeah they're, they're not quite uniformed but they are uniform right they all they look pretty similar to each other they're all like you know kind of like bigger built people they're not all men but they're all bigger built people who are like clearly i mean they, they look like uh, when you look at like a picture of marines you're like oh those people are all marines that's kind yeah. of the feel you get walking in this room okay. in the back there's a, a dark-skinned woman with her hair pulled up into a ponytail. ponytail. She's wearing, uh, she has like a, a vest on and uh, well, uh, like a bulletproof vest on that's like tor- kind of torn and tattered in places. You can even see there's like an old uh, police department logo like still stitched in it that's kind of like worn. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's standing over what looks like almost like a campaign map or something, right? It has kind of crude little drawings of places and the names written under them and she has four little uh, like red markers that are you you can recognize even from here that are back from the direction you came yeah as you walk in she looks up and she says oh you must be the newcomers Go ahead. you're not there right yeah or you came with me mm-hmm. okay well I mean maybe I'm like I'm three minutes behind no that's yeah. fine that's fine I'm snow can you tell me what happened she says uh, I guess so she says uh, the same thing probably happened to you guys uh, so some people got attacked and they headed this way and, and flooded through our gates and now I have to figure out whether fuck I'm gonna put all of them and uh, you notice that she's like you know basically she's just like papers everywhere there's just like not even like printer paper or anything but just like little scraps of shit she could find and like write on she just has it like everywhere where she's like trying to keep tallies of things and where people are can you tell me about the people that attacked you so well they didn't attack they didn't attack here yet uh, and she like kind of we'll gestures to the map and she says, um, yeah, most of them, it seems like, it almost sounds like animal attacks, uh, but somebody must have been, somebody must have been in charge because, uh, you know, animals don't swarm in like this. And, and the closer these attacks seem to get, the more sort of like fires and uh, like just kind of mass destruction we're seeing. Uh, I sent a couple of scouts out, uh, you know, a day or two ago and uh, they haven't come back yet. Yeah, they're not going to come back. They're dead. Yeah, we are we did run into this um, from where we just came from. We're going to have to solve this problem. So, well, right now I'm sort of just uh, banking on them, kind of smashing it into our wall and moving on. Um, I don't know if you have a, b- a better plan than that, but that, that's pretty much all we got. I'm going to feel like by now I've shown up. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I, I greet Preen. Like, she's known who's not. I mean, yeah. she would have known that the girls were showing up. I'm pretty sure it's Ula. Of course it's Ula. <laughs> and so I t- we just, I mean, fill Preen in as well. Like, this is like some like crazy fucking feral hill people. They are like body modding and they're like zealots and. And they're doing all this like weird shit with animals. I mean, the girls set like half a damn forest on fire just to get away from them. And so, yeah, they're going to come, but they're going to come through. So we got to have a better plan than just holding up the walls. Yeah. She says right now, she kind of like, she like points back. She starts like rummaging through some of the papers and she pulls one out and she's like, look, we're, we're low on gas. We're low on ammunition. Like there's there's not a lot we're going to be able to do. I don't, I don't know what you're expecting from us here. None of, none of those folks brought anything? No, every every single fucking one of them comes in uh, empty-handed, asking for a place to stay. I finally, just just yesterday, I got Jolene to tell them to fuck off and stop letting them in. This morning, we started turning people out, but it's just not. It's it. They're, they're running us dry. He's like, I've probably got food enough for everybody for the next week, and then we're gonna be out. Uh, I look at Snow, and I'm like, Do you think she'll be here before next week? Can I read that situation? Absolutely. So there's not a way. There's not a way to read the situation. <laughs> not, not whether, but you could open your mind to the psychic 
Maelstrom and see Do if it, it turns out something useful. Right. The reason, and to explain, the reason you can't read that situation is because Ula's not here, right. like, that's part fair, of that's it. That's fair. That's fair. No, you I was just trying to figure out if, like, looking at the map, if I got an idea of, like, time frame. But, mm. but that's you're like, like our, you know. Um, yeah, so I Bad guess bitch, so that's, whatever. that's what I'm going to do, I guess. Um, I'm going to open my mind to the maelstrom. So what is what is Aether doing? Like uh, Cleaning up, I imagine. Yeah, so your, your time alone <laughs> with What's-His-Face has ended. With absolutely. Corbett has also, ended. Also, he offered me his coinage earlier, and I'm absolutely going to take He that. offered to show you a good time and like take you out. I had him a good time. Yeah. We had a good time. Yeah, so... And I'm going to rob him blind. Mm. Okay, we may need to backtrack or, to that then. Or he can just do what I tell him to. Yeah, you can spend your... give me money. You can spend your hold to have him spend your... Oh, absolutely. ...to give you money. Two hold there. Do you have him give you all his money and absolutely. you're just going to leave? Or are you like, you know, take me to your house and you sleep on the couch kind of thing? She's like, I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> She's he's like, gonna, I have a house now. I mean, he's going to give me money and then I'm going to be like... I might come back. Or you're okay. crashing there until we leave. Oh, yeah. Oh. You're like the crazy bitch you brought home. Let's do it. I'll do what I want. <laughs> yeah. This is fair. All right. Uh, yeah. Because he, he can't act against me. So he just gives me his money and I'll do what I want. Yeah. He gives you, he's, he's got two barter, we'll say. Like, that's, that's all of his, like, coinage and other stuff he's got is worth about two barter. Love um, it. Did you, have you rolled already? No, no, no. Okay. No. Yeah. So I you didn't can, know what I needed to do. Yeah. So if you want to just, so you don't have to do this, but if you want to just, like, hey, I'm really hoping for some useful information about what the fuck's going on you can uh, open your brain to the world psychic maelstrom uh roll plus weird on a hit the MTel- mc tells you something new and interesting about the current situation it might ask you a question or two answer them on a 10 plus i'm going to give you good detail on a seven and nine i'm going to give you an impression <laughs> i saw nothing <laughs> well does blood run out of her eye what is that i got a five so uh, some interesting questions to ask first so for you snow when you open your brain to the psychic maelstrom, what does that look like? Oh, gosh. What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> I start singing to the birdies. <laughs> um, uh, or that. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like a mind palace kind of thing where you like sort of close your eyes and you open them and now you're sitting in like this just beautiful, like idyllic forest surrounded by trees. The sun's like perfectly beaming down on you, birds fluttering in the air. Or is it the pink one yelling slide? Or I lie in my glass coffin. That iconic coffin. That's I put myself into that basically mentally. Oh, I yeah. like that because it's like a shield around you. Mm. What, does that, um, what does that feel like for you, Snow? Suffocating. Yeah. So it's tight. You, like, you, I'm not a fan of doing this. Yeah. It's tight and you feel this pressure. And so you sort of open your eyes and, and you can, it's dark. It's like pitch black outside, which is not necessarily normal, but it's not abnormal either. But you can't really see anything, but you just sort of get the sense. You know where you are. Slowly you see, um, you kind of feel the like momentum. You almost feel like you're kind of rolling and you, uh, you start looking out. You can see that there is some like... First, you feel heat kind of penetrating the coffin, and then you kind of see uh, these bluish, bluish green kind of teal flames coming up from the far off distance. Uh, as you stare into these flames for what feels like probably, it feels like forever. Basically, you see the this massive metal uh, bear charge out of these flames, holding on to him by like these. They look like they almost look like they look like rope a little bit, except that they seem to be like red and kind of squishy and are, are like dangling from him. Are people like trying to hold on to him as they're like being drug forth? As he moves forward, the flames kind of follow him as he gets closer to you, and you see uh, burning faces in the flames uh, as he like 
gets right down. He's like about to smash down on the coffin. You see more and more of these people sort of step out with the um, holding onto these like tendrils from this giant bear. It kind of bites right as it's about to like smash down into the coffin. You open your eyes and you're you're back in the room with everybody else. I think we all know what that meant, right? I know, but it's slow. I don't. I yeah. don't know what that means. Yeah. I um. Oh, to be fair, I'm being intentionally cryptic yes. and unhelpful because yeah, yeah, yeah. you missed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we're, play, just... we're playing into it. Lean in. Lean in. It's fine. So what do you look like in real time? Like yeah. in your mind, you were in your I'm probably your just sitting cross-legged, like okay. meditating basically probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so like wait, when so you what? open your eyes then, what you see is like Bodhi squatting in front of you just staring dead in the face. I'd probably bow up like, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm going to come out fighting. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Do it. So, like, I, I'm immediately, like, to my feet and, like, attack mode. Okay, well, I fall flat on my ass and, like, scramble back. Yeah. Preen wasn't even, like, looking at you guys. Basically, when this shit started happening, mm-hmm. she was like, I got so much work to do. Yeah. She, like, turn around, but she, like, hears you kind of rear up, and, and Bodhi probably even makes a sound, and she does. Yeah. And immediately, you know, it's like Preen, like, snaps around with her gun in her hand and is, like, aiming, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? She doesn't say anything, but she's just, like, just staring and kind of slowly eases off. But she was, like, ready to go. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, kind of, like, perched, like, yeah, I'm sure feet I- in front of me and, like, hands behind me, and I'm like, leaning back ready to pop up right i'm sure i charged the whole situation <laughs> doing that i guess i'm going to convey that what i saw to the room most specifically you because i'm sure what's her face isn't listening and it's not good this is not not good um and i explain what i saw i'm like why is it always fucking bears what's the deal <laughs> what's the deal with all these bears <laughs> <laughs> it's because jacob's because <laughs> jacob's run the game yeah oh. uh okay so I'm getting like a whole like Battle of Troy vibe from this. I think it'd be better to hunker down and have them come to us. Mm -hmm. This is the best standoff. If you want to stay, I'll back your play. Yeah. I mean, we could go. I think it'd be fun. We could go to them, (laughs) but I feel like it'll be a similar situation as the last Mm. at the mill where like. Where Aether locks you in? Probably. (laughs) Where we're in the middle of a battlefield, whereas here we at least have cover we have people i mean they're not all great fighters but we've at least got more fighters than just a handful well i mean not to be ugly but like fodder helps yeah and so <laughs> that's a very me statement well i mean so no, i just gotta think strategically i mean like they outnumbered us like we have more people here that can yeah. be of assistance and and preen says look if you guys want to stay here that's fine but like we got bigger problems than just this uh, Ula or whatever you said her name you was. Know. No, you don't. Like, this is your big problem. This like, I hear you, the, uh, the whole idea of gas and food and all of that, that's going to mean nothing when she comes. You say that, but if we don't have bullets to fight them off, it's not going to do us any good either. I thought you all made them here, though. No. What they do is, I think they probably have access to some gas, but they've, like, closed all their shit down. They're not sending people out. So um, I bet, my, my thinking is there's probably, like, a nearby, like, oil field or something like that. And so they've been, like, just milking that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But it's not attached to, it's not in a theme park, right? Right. So the, them going to get gas means going out to get gas. And they haven't been sending people out to get gas because they're out of stuff. So what if we trapper? What if we set up a trap? Well, I mean, how? What do you want to do? Well, I could be pr- bait. Huh? We've already had an exchange. If I bait her, but we have to come up with a trap. You're going to bait the bear. Mm-hmm. I hate you so much right now. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love it. That's my thought. Like, um, I'm not. You die on that cross, girlfriend. <laughs> she's just going to keep coming. Yo, I hear you. <laughs> I'm 12, sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god you are fucking tall well she's like blown my mind now I'm like I can't recover okay hold on uh, okay so yeah I mean that seems a lot of risk to you and not my girls that seems totally fine well, so I've got 
just thinking of gameplay, mm-hmm. which I know I'm supposed to do more more the narrative, and but I'm trying to make this narrative so I have the sept- this I can implement the battle moves, and yeah. one of the battle moves is subterfuge moves. I could be bait, I could be the cat, oh. I could be the mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of those I have a good stat on. So thinking of the narrative and how we can make that work, you are you are the hero of the town. We got to meet like Achilles, right? Like you're, I mean, that's fine. Right. So, I mean. They weren't really poorly for those guys though. (laughs) I mean, he was drunk behind a chariot. I get that. We are also playing a shitty role-playing game, so like we all expect this to go somewhat poorly. Yeah, like I'm going to say it's shitty. No, but I mean like. (laughs) You'll probably get the clap. That's true. But. (laughs) This is make-believe. Clap doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, I assure you it probably does. It's magic um, clap. <laughs> yeah. So the the thing I'll say right now is, so you guys know from traveling that Ula is not, you know, 45 minutes or even probably a day behind you because you haven't encountered any of their people. You haven't seen anything from no, these have, people. We have time to prepare. Yeah. So it's not yeah. something you need to be like, right now, here's my plan and here's what I'm going to do. But if I do want to trap her, then we need to start yeah. preparing. I, yes, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I think the the moves or the roles or whatever now are to get Preed and Jolene to agree to the assault. Right. To like They're doing coming, the siege. We need to right? we need to take the offense. And then like having like a real plan of like getting bullets, getting whatever. Even that means like sending folks out right. to do it. Yep. All right. So like, I guess my next step is um I'm gonna go see Jolene. Um, and I'm gonna ask Preen to come with us. Preen is like look, I, I get that whatever it is you guys need, but I've got a lot to take care of here. You can talk to Jolene. She like she's like Bodie, you know Jolene. You sure. can talk to Jolene, but like I've got got a lot of things on my plate to handle here yeah to me preen is like foster i'm not worried about that okay okay yeah all right well then we we're gonna head back to jolene and i want to yeah and you know that like preen's militia like those like 14 or so people are very good and they're very well trained um they're not necessarily like that's not a good demonstration of all these other new fucking people but yeah i'm not gonna go with you to jolene instead i'm gonna go back to the girls and get foster and then she and i are gonna like walk through the camp and see like what the fuck is really going on okay Sure. Like I said, they're they're in it for the fun. Like the priestess's big drive is like they live in the apocalypse, right? So they know danger and death is right around the corner. I mean, my God, like what happened to one of their their last person, right? So this is fun for them. This is their life, sure. and so they would be in it just to just to fucking be in the battle. So before they head out, I'm gonna waltz in the door. I'm gonna say, Ugh, I feel like she smells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Probably. I smell like goddamn roses. Leave me the hell alone. It's from all you, those baths you've been taking. <laughs> you know oh, it. Oh God! I rolled in a rose bush before I came in. <laughs> oh God! I believe it. I just, believe what she did. Just bloody. <laughs> just. But she smells good. I waltz in and I go, "I'm back, bitches." That's what. <laughs> yeah. So nobody I, cares. I'm moving. Well, I die laughing. And uh, I step out because I said I'm going to go out and get Foster. And so I assume you're going to go with Snow. I have no idea what's happening. No, I'll go yeah. with Snow. No. I'll go with Snow. No. I'll follow behind her. Like a little puppy dog. Go okay. away. You can't help me. Yep. She's going to do what she wants to do. Okay. So you I go back. her out. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to find Foster. So Foster's busy. Basically just Foster's least favorite part of her job is like leading these other people when you're not there. Right. And so she's like busy, like basically like shouting at everyone. Like with these bunch of girls being like, no, we need to like put this stuff over here. And yeah. disruptive. And like yeah. they're still like snatching shit out of the truck. And like they're going inside the, the facades and like seeing what's in. I mean, they're just like they are basically like a bunch of kittens. Right. Yeah. Like they just do what they want. Absolutely. And so she's like trying to direct everyone. And as you walk up, she's like turned and she's yelling. 
like right in Newton's face about like you don't even it's hard to even tell it's just curse words and like uh, mumbling under her breath but she's like just yelling right at him all right I go in and uh, into like the circle of bikes and stuff and I'm like girls we got ourselves a battle and I uh, I do like a small war cry to like pull them toward me and uh, I'm like so we're gonna be legends. This is going to be amazing. Uh, and I give them instructions, basically. At this point, I need them to go in. And this is not something they're, like, super unfamiliar with because we train them to do this. But this is the first time this pack of girls would ever have done anything on this scale. And so I um, immediately take on, like, the high priestess role. And I give them a, just a lot of instructions about, like, you need to go assess, like, what they really fucking have here in mm-hmm. terms of, like, uh, resources. And I need you to do, like, a body count and see, like, what kind of fuckers are here. And so we do, like, groups of, like, three or four. And it's like, I mean, they're silly, giggly, goofy girls, right? Right yeah. now. And so that's that's what they look like. And that's that's the groups we send off, like four or five of those, into the disperse them into the crowd. Yeah. Um, On a fact finding mission. Read me pack alpha. I'm trying to think if this oh, is something sure. you need to like um, yeah. okay. roll to make sure they do effectively or Yeah, yeah. Or they fuck it up. Yeah. Uh so when you try to impose your will in the gang, roll hard and on a ten they do no, everything I, I want. Uh, and I don't have to kill anybody to make that happen. You're not asking uh, for anything like super specific. So I think at this point yeah, they mostly do I sort just of want information yeah. and like and it behooves us because I'm also like because if they have shit they're holding back, we can also take it with us. Yeah. So when um when everybody leaves, Foster's like, Thank God, because I need to fucking hit somebody. <laughs> and uh she, you know, I mean, she just looks at you and you know, waits for whatever your yeah. instructions. So are. I think uh, I'm gonna send Foster to Preen, and uh, Preen is like in like weird, like paper pushing mode right now. But I'm like, you need to go um, connect. I was like, don't you know that girl? I can't remember her name. Whatever the the fucking blonde that hangs with Preen. You need to go talk to her. Mm. One of the Marini looking dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Foster doesn't give you any problems. She's like, yep, can do, and uh, kind of. Like, almost storms off, but just out of, like, residual anger yeah. from the things yeah. you deal with. It's not bad. But, like, um, sending her to, to hang with the other, like, jarheady kind of folks would be good for her. Mm-hmm. I, so I'd like to think that at this point, even though you don't want me around Snow, that you would still tell me what what's going on, what the plan is. I have traveled with you. And I think that... Well, I'm going not to, not to literally cut you off, which I did, but why don't we play that out? So what does that look like? So you've, you've come back in, um, you're sort of following behind Snow. Snow is like, hey, get out of here. What does that look like? Go play with your dolls and let me handle this. You saw that I could be of use. You're not of use in this. You're just in the way. Was and a I distraction. Though? Didn't I get you where you wanted to go? I was going to get inside whether you did that or not. You did that for you, not for me. Don't pretend otherwise. The whole time I was thinking of you. <sighs> <laughs> so, just We're to- not doing this now. I'm busy. I can be of use to you again, just like I was earlier. With the bear. I you so. locked me in a room at the last one. How like, are you going crazy. to help how are you going to help me with the bear? So I don't think that we can set you up directly as bait. I think that it needs to be inadvertent. I think she doesn't need to know or expect that this is our plan. And by doing so That's why it's a trap. Right. But how do we set it? How do we set the trap? Well, that's what we need to discuss. I will send Corbett as a messenger as a messenger saying that you are going to be traveling down so and so road 
When in fact, that's where we want you. Remember too. So there are some there are some options, right? Like you can read a person when you want to try to like because you got to think Aether and Snow know a lot more about what each other like look like and are doing and how they're behaving and their posture and all those things than uh, Chrissy and Lydia. So if you're like, hey, I really want to know what the language of like what the body language stuff of your character is, read a person's always there for that. You can also always try to seduce or manipulate someone. Um, but I there think are move there are moves that can be made too. I think that you would read me if I'm wrong, but I think that that's a pretty acceptable situation for you. All right. I will let you come along. Stay out of my way. I'll tell Corbett to send a message. No, don't do that yet. We need to discuss all of this with Jolene. Okay. Once we've spoken with Jolene, we will come up with a plan. I will keep your plan in mind. 